Welcome back to Quick Bits. Lots happened in court this past week. Don Adelson had a court hearing that I covered. There was a hearing for Hannah Gutierrez, the armorer in the Rust shooting. And then we had a very long court hearing in Idaho for the prosecution of Brian Koberger. And in all of that, there were Murdaugh updates. Murdaugh's getting ready to be back in court this week. And the TikTok psychic was back in court. So let's get into it. I'm legal analyst Emily D. Baker. This is The Quick Bits, where I break down just the main points of the pop culture and entertainment cases I'm currently covering on YouTube and The Emily Show podcast. Let's get into it. Of the shortest court hearings that I covered this week, Donna Adelson was back in court in Tallahassee, Florida, sort of, because she was in court via Zoom for a scheduling hearing and to substitute her attorneys which is a bad, bad idea, in my opinion. She now has the same attorneys representing her that represented her son, Charlie Adelson, and she had to waive conflict to do that. Yes, these attorneys could have conflict with her. And did these attorneys know that she was planning to try to get a one-way flight before they got her? It's a whole situation. But she waived that conflict and she is stuck with what she's got now. And that will be back in court for more hearings and some date settings later next month. On Thursday, I covered the hearing in the Hannah Gutierrez Reed prosecution. The Rust case is going to trial next month in February. Hannah Gutierrez Reed, again, is the armorer on set who loaded the gun that was handed to Alec Baldwin who then shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. This hearing was over motions, and there is still much motion argument going on. Some of the key motions in the case that I was looking forward to seeing, we did not see, and those have been put over to early in February, but the court did set some scheduling deadlines and denied some of the defense's motion to block evidence. They are still dealing with motions in limine, and the defense has a motion to dismiss, arguing that the prosecution turned over sensitive attorney-client privileged information, conversations between Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and her attorneys to one of the witnesses in this case, the prop house master, Seth Kinney. How the prosecution had those conversations and how they got turned over to a witness is something I'm very curious about, and we're going to be covering that as that comes back into court in February. And then as we get to Idaho, there's a lot going on in court, and this may be the last time there's a lot going on in court. There were some new motions that we saw, motions that are under seal. They are still fighting over motions under seal. The defense is arguing those motions should be unsealed and available to the public. The prosecution is arguing some of that is sensitive information regarding the grand jury, and it should stay under seal, which led to two hearings on Friday, January 26th one in the morning and one in the afternoon. The morning hearing was sealed. No one in court except for the parties involved. The afternoon hearing was streamed on the court's own YouTube channel directly from court. And at that hearing, the defense was again arguing that the standard that must be met at a grand jury is beyond a reasonable doubt, not probable cause. You're probably tired of this argument. It's been going on for months in Idaho. The defense was asking the judge to reconsider. Hey, Your Honor, remember when you ruled on this thing that didn't go our way? Could you do that again and maybe agree with us this time? 
Judge Judge was disinclined to acquiesce to the defense's request on that. But the second part of that hearing was the defense asking for an interlocutory appeal. That means an appeal that happens in the middle of a court proceeding and pauses that court proceeding. Judge Judge did not grant permission for that type of appeal. It doesn't stop the defense from appealing this ruling. I don't think the Supreme Court in Idaho is going to take this up. The law is settled that the standard for a grand jury is probable cause. Same if you went to prelim. Even though the defense keeps pulling on this thread, it's not going to be fruitful. The most interesting part of that hearing for me was their scheduling conference. Attorney for Koberger and Taylor made a very thorough record and said she will not be ready for trial until summer of 2025 and even said she was nervous putting that summer 2025 date out there because even then she's not sure she will be ready. Argued about how much information there is in this case that there could be up to 500 witnesses for both parts of this trial and that there are over 51 terabytes of data and the discovery's still not done yet. So I think Ann Taylor is probably going to get what she asks for. And when Judge Judge decides a trial date, it will likely be set for the summer of 2025 because she made a very thorough record that she cannot be an effective attorney for Brian Koberger without that time. Setting up a potential appeal for ineffective assistance of counsel if the judge pushes her to go to trial before she says she can possibly be ready due to the extensive amount of work that this trial is going to be. And the prosecution argued that this case should go to trial in summer 2024 and that this was dragging things out too much for the victims' families. But when they responded to Ann Taylor's argument in court, they did acquiesce that this is a tremendous effort to get ready for this case. It is a lot of information. And if the case has to get pushed beyond summer this year, that going into 2025 makes the most sense. And I think that's what Judge Judge is likely to do. Maybe he'll try to say it's going to happen in April, technically spring, not yet summer. But we will see. The prosecution also argued that due to surrounding schools and the university, having the trial during the year or during the school year, not during the summer, would be tremendously disruptive to the community. We're going to see a lot more of litigation in this case, and then it's probably going to go quiet for a while while they are dealing with discovery if this trial date does get set for 2025. And finally, on the Emily Show podcast this week was a follow-up with what's going on with Jody Hildebrandt. She had a motion filed against her by Kevin Frankie, Ruby Frankie's husband, other part of the Eight Passengers family vlogging channel. He's trying to stay the sale of her house so that if she does sell that house valued at $5.3 million in Ivan's, Utah, that those proceeds will not get distributed, that Anything that happens with those assets is going to wait until after a restitution order is made. Kevin Frankie arguing that the Frankie children who are victims in this child abuse case are entitled to restitution for the ongoing and lifelong treatment that they will need due to the harm caused to them by Jody Hildebrandt. And therefore, the court should make sure that the proceeds from any sale of the house are not distributed or diminished until restitution is granted at that sentencing hearing on February 20th or at a restitution hearing at a later date. The court granted that motion. I also covered the shocking arrest of Coach Monica Aldama's son in Corsicana, Texas. Of course, you may remember Coach Monica from not only recent and ongoing lawsuits, but from the Netflix breakout series, 
Cheer. Her son was arrested and indicted for over 12 counts of possession of illegal images of children. It is a heartbreaking indictment, and we will see what happens when he comes into court. So far, I've not seen any statement made by Monica Aldama on social media or otherwise, but I will be keeping an eye on that story. And with that, those are the quick bits. Lawnards, we're going to be in court all week on Murdaugh. And if you are not already in the Lawnard app, to stay in the loop with all of the court coverage going on this month, you are going to want to download that free app right now at lawnardapp.com. And I will see you in the next one. You can stay up to date with everything I'm covering on our free iOS and Android app at lawnardapp.com or search your app store for Lawnard. And you can also follow me on social media at the Emily D. Baker. Remember, I stream on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I recap all of that for you in quick bits on Monday. And of course, The Emily Show drops on Wednesdays. Thanks for being a Lawnard. <laughs>